0: How has the experience of foreigners in China evolved? My journey into the Chinese mainland began in 2004 when I disembarked a ferry boat in Sanco Shenzhen and entered a dystopian Shangri-La. These contradictory words are the best I can describe a bizarre yet wondrous new experience in China. A small parochial American company founded in the 1800s located south of Boston hired me because the specialized synthetic lubricants they supplied to the big three U.S. automotive makers has shifted production to China. They needed someone to sort out numerous complaints and channel conflicts and develop new opportunities from an increasing number of locally made design decisions. My first foray into doing business in Asia was as country manager, Taiwan. I was conversationally fluent in Mandarin Chinese, but what I later encountered in mainland China was astonishing in both delightful and incoherent ways. A land of contradictions was immediately visual and experiential between the ferry terminal and Nanhai Hotel's security gate. Exiting Soko Terminal revealed a vast array of dirty Asian sidewalks, homeless kids, street vendors, and peddlers mixed with bike riders, scooters, and taxis spewing smog that swirled with the ocean breeze to create an exotic scent. But the backdrop was stunning views of manicured forests and Hong Kong cityscape across the bay. Passing the gated hotel security about 100 meters from the lobby entrance opened the door to an oasis with Chinese characteristics that divided two contrasting realities. Ordinary Chinese life on the outside and a privileged one inside. As I write today, I'm conscious that my Country Manager Taiwan job title from 1996 has political ramifications that didn't exist before. While the one China question has endured since 1949, it didn't have many personal or business implications until recently, corresponding to the PRC's rise and relative strength and global influence. In 2004, Ordinary people on both sides of the Taiwan Straits were aware of its undercurrents, but working together to get rich was a much higher priority. While it's not for sure that Deng Xiaoping literally said to get rich is glorious, when in 1978, China embarked on an accelerated path of economic development, a mentality that prioritizes wealth materialized as if by decree from Qing Shi Huang himself, the founder, of the Qing dynasty and the first emperor of a unified China. The dynamics of pragmatic wealth creation, face or mianzi, and nationalism, coupled with contrasting values, priorities, and customs, form the new Chinese arena. And untangling viable strands to advance mutual progress is now everyone's China challenge.